Hi, everybody. This is John with Out of Character. Today, I want to talk about something that is kind of a divisive point in the gaming community, and that is gatekeeping. The reason I want to talk about it is because it's just something that keeps kind of like cropping up, and I feel like I've had experiences with it uh, since I'm kind of a late-in-life person to the hobby, and I thought maybe saying something about it is better than just ignoring the entire thing. So... It's basically when you're trying to decide who has access and the right to be part of a community, whether it's gaming or, you know, uh, a particular fandom or a hobby or, you know, any kind of activity or thing like that. It's you saying you can't be part of this because of X, Y, Z thing. You know, people saying, well, you're not a gamer because you only play puzzle games or you're not a gamer because you didn't play first edition Dungeons and Dragons, or you can't be a gamer because your only guys can be gamers, or only only guys who you know don't play sports can be gamers, or whatever bullshit you want to make up. Um, you know, gaming is for everyone, and anyone can be a gamer, even if you never play Dungeons and you know, even if you pl- never play a game. Uh, if you just sit and you know listen to other people play games and you identify as a gamer, you're a gamer. So let's just get that right out there. I have seen gatekeeping and I've experienced it once or twice, but not too, too much. Um, I think that's a big part of the problem with gatekeeping is people will tell their stories about, you know, this has been my experience with gatekeeping when I was really in the hobby and it made things a lot harder. And people who don't experience that for whatever reason, either just pretend like either authentically believe it doesn't happen or they say, well, I didn't see that or that wasn't my experience. So your experience is invalid. And that makes it a lot harder to deal with this problem, to recognize that it is a problem and to take steps to eliminate it from your, your community. For me, when I started gaming, uh, about a year or two in, I ran a Dungeons and Dragons campaign at a local convention. Uh, it was a fairy convention, so lots of, like, local artists, uh, Kiva was playing there, and it was just kind of a, a cool day for me, because it was the first time I ever got to see my name associated with any kind of actual gaming thing. Uh, you know, they put my name in the handout flyer things that they gave to everybody with maps and stuff, so it was like, John Forrester will be running Dungeons & Dragons, and I was like, this is awesome. This was at a time when 4th edition was the newest edition, and a lot of people have very, very strong feelings for and against 4th edition. That was the edition I played because that was the edition that was new and most easy to find games for at the time I started gaming. And basically, the way that went was I I decided I was going to run... It was a one-shot I developed back then to basically serve as my introductory to the mechanics of gaming and a quick little session I could run with little or no prep time. The idea being that basically people came in uh, and you had to pursue these elves who had apparently broken into a local temple and were having this kind of contentious relationship between one another. Anyway, uh, we, I'd run the session a couple times, and again, this was a smaller convention, which is why they let me run things there. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of, you know, younger players and people who had never played Dungeons and Dragons before or hadn't played in years. And we were the only table that was really offering gaming. Jade was also running games. She was running, uh, World of Darkness and she was, 
running a changeling. So she was running a changeling session, and I was running Dungeons and Dragons at alternating times throughout the day. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a really good experience, and I'm glad I did it. At one point, I'm sitting there with three players, two young players, uh, who were kind of familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, but they'd never really played it. They they basically knew a little bit, and one kid, like under ten, who this was their first experience. And throughout the day, we'd have people kind of like wandering up and looking over what we were doing and asking questions, which is always great. And I'm always excited to kind of an- answer people's questions about Dungeons and Dragons or fan or RPGs and. You know, being new to the hobby, I would understand people saying, like, you know, I've never played. I'm like, I've only been playing for a little while, so this is, it's, you know, it's not someone who's been playing for 40 years uh, trying to, you know, talk to someone who's still new to it. And during the particular session I'm thinking about, I had these two players wander up, and they saw we were playing Dungeons & Dragons. And they clearly knew what Dungeons and Dragons was. They they were like, "Oh, you're playing D and D," and I was like, "Oh yeah." And I kind of started to like, you know, I'm kind of like dividing my time between GMing the players because we had like a two hour limit, so we could make sure people were all getting a chance to play and uh, you know answering people's questions. And they go like, "Oh, you're playing Fourth Edition. Forty sucks," and they just walk away. Now the rest of the session went fine. The session itself, you know, was great, but I just, that, that always kind of like sticks with me is just like somebody felt the need and and then they just, you know, left. So it's like somebody felt the need to walk over, look at a, look at us just playing an edition of Dungeons and Dragons that they don't like for whatever reason, announce that they don't like it and walk away. Now that's, that is the least toxic form of gatekeeping that I think you can actually experience. And I know people are going to say, like, that's not a big deal, and you're right. That That's, that's like, baby gatekeeping. It's very, very minimal. It bothers me because, as a GM, I feel it is my responsibility to protect my players from having a negative experience. And in that instance, there wasn't much I could do. I, you know, they, they immediately left. If they hadn't, I would have said, you know, well, that's what we're doing, guys. Can you, you know, if you don't like it, then please leave. And when you're, especially for like younger gamers, I think there's that, that kind of, if the first experience you have goes poorly is going to always kind of be this memory you have of gaming. Most, and again, I'm not like holding that up as like, but that's just such a like minimal example of gatekeeping. It's such a casual, like the, the version of the game you are playing isn't good. So you're not a gamer. And this was something I heard a lot when I was playing 4th Edition. You know, people who play 4 aren't really gamers. You don't really understand Dungeons & Dragons. You're just World of Warcraft. It, it's World of Dungeons & Dragons. And I'm just like, I never understood that. Because I will happily play almost any role-playing game. There are a couple that I don't like or that I'm not into. But I'd never, like, walk up and tell somebody, like, Hey, you suck because you're playing Insert Game here. If it's not for me, it's not for me. I, I'd never walk up to someone and be like, oh man, you're playing Call of Cthulhu? Call of Cthulhu sucks. I'm like, I, I personally don't love Call of Cthulhu because I'm not really into the Cthulhu stuff, but I know a ton of people love it, and that's fine. That's great. Have a great time. I hope you enjoy your game. And I think gatekeeping is something that, you know, and other times I've experienced, I've seen like storekeepers do this a lot, like store owners and people who are working at game stores. 
And it's just this casual, like, dismissiveness of you as a person who is investing in this hobby. And it, it's, it, it's bad enough when it hits somebody who's ingrained in the hobby and has that passion and love for it and has been doing it for years, because that can really ruin your day and make you feel bad about yourself, which sucks. But when it's someone who's new to the hobby, who hasn't really decided this is for them, it's so much easier now, especially nowadays, to just kind of like switch off that interest and go do something else. It, it just, it drives me crazy because I think there's a lot of people who they, they really want to game, but they feel like they aren't welcome or they aren't part, aren't going to be included in the community. And that's, that's the antithesis to what gaming's about. I, my thing is like gaming is for everyone. Uh, one of the things I witnessed, again, this is, Secondhand gatekeeping. I'm not trying to like be like poor me. I've been gate. I've been you know a victim of gatekeeping. I haven't at all. It's it's been pretty uh pretty minimal stuff in my experience. But I I saw this and it drove me kind of nuts. So I'm at a game store and some folks walk in and they are new to gaming. They announce themselves. This is during the five E days. This is during fifth edition days. They walk in and they're looking around and it's not a huge store. And they're looking for 5th edition stuff. Now, this was a few years back. So, 5th edition had very few products available then. It was still new, but there were, you know, a couple of things you could get. And they asked the owner, you know, hey, we're new to 5th edition. We're looking for, you know, some stuff. We already have, like, the player's handbook and the monster manual and the dungeon master guide. So, they have the three core books, but is there really anything else you can kind of steer us towards? And the person who was running the shop kind of dismissed this whole thing out of hand and was like, well, we've got those books over there. There's not really much else. And it's okay to say, like, you know, hey, I'm really sorry, guys. We don't have any of the miniatures in stock right now. And uh, we've got some dice. Uh, we got some play mats. We've got some other cool stuff. And these two people uh, hung around in the store for maybe five minutes after their exchange with the owner. And then they just turned and left. Uh, they didn't buy anything that day. They didn't, you know, I doubt they ever returned to the store. And uh, I don't think that left them with a very positive experience of gaming. Now, I'm sure, in all likelihood, they kind of, you know, just dismissed that and went on with their day. But it's that kind of stuff where you're just kind of, like, dismissive of people who are either new to the hobby or you don't view as gamers or you think it's wrong because they're not into what you're into with gaming. I mean, if you think about it, it's crazy because, like, Jocks Machina with Travis Willingham and and Joe Manganiello, who are, you know, by all intents and purposes, they, they're both great guys. You know, they've both been on Critical Role. Um, you know, of course, Travis plays uh, Ford and he played uh, Grog. They started this whole other thing uh, because people who are, you know, athletic feel like they're not allowed to join a gaming table. And that drives me fucking insane. Because it's like, look, I think a lot of people who play Dungeons and Dragons have a common backstory if you dig back. You know, we we you were picked on or you were ostracized or you were treated badly at some point in your life. And, you know, that is kind of like a common beacon around which nerds gather. And that's fine. You know, it's like, no, no one wants to be bullied. No one wants to be picked on. And unfortunately, it, you know, it seems like a lot of cases, people who pick on, you know, the nerdy kids are usually the, the more athletic kids or the more popular kids. For, for people to turn around and like take out what someone did to you in school on someone who fits 
a certain characteristic of like, well, you're an athlete, so you must be bad. It's not okay. It's wrong. And, you know, I feel really bad for these guys that they feel like that, you know, they felt like they weren't allowed to have a seat at the table with people because of, you know, well, my other interest is I play soccer or I I lift weights or whatever. And it's like, well, you can't be a gamer because you're athletic. Well, that's, that's bullshit. If you are athletic and you game, hey, great. Oh, you, you know, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that. And the other thing is, of course, you know, uh, we get into, well, you can't be a gamer because you're a girl. You're just here, you know, because your boyfriend's here or your whatever. And it's just like, come on, guys. Really? We're, we're going to do that? Um, Jade's working on this amazing article. I wanted her to record this episode with me, but she was at work. So unfortunately I, I couldn't get her to sit in with me, but yeah, just kind of like her experience in gaming. I will throw up links to the article, uh, when it's, when it's available, but, and the thing she tells me, she's been gaming so much longer than me and her, you know, experiences in gay gaming, like the things she tells me that have happened to her are just horrifying. And it's like, yeah, I've heard that from, you know, other women that, you know, you're told you're not a gamer or you can't be a gamer. And it's just like, why are we doing this? You know? And I don't, I don't get it. I can't process how we get from, you know, we like to sit around the table and play games or pretend to, we like to sit around the table and play games or pretend but you can't play because you look like this or you do this other thing or you, you know, don't fit some archetype of what we say a gamer is. And it's, it's, it is so toxic to this community and it drives me crazy every time I see it. And I think that it is one of the, you know, one of the things that people are like, oh, it's great to be into Dungeons and Dragons now because things have made it so popular. And like, I think part of the reason gaming is so popular now, uh, there's a lot of things that make gaming popular now. There's more, there's a lot of people doing it. There's, you know, the advent of technology and the internet, D&D Beyond, uh, Roll20 and, uh, you know, World Anvil and all these other great tools that are available online that make it really easy to create worlds and run games and communicate. But I think there's also another thing of inclusivity and trying and, and you know, and I don't think that was something that was happening way back when. I think it was a very much a boys club and a certain group within that boys club of here is who is a gamer. Um, and I think that streak went both ways to some degree. I do think that there was like, you know, the, you have like the whole Satan panic, the satanic panic thing and all that, you know, like D and D is devil worshiping. So you have that kind of like, this is not an okay hobby, but then you have the people in that hobby when people who are new, who are like, Hey, what's this? And we just be like, well, you don't fit our, our box. So you can't play. We only want squares, no triangles. And I just, I don't get it. And, uh, it especially drives me crazy because, like, you, if you go online and you look at any story with any, fe- with any woman or female gamer, there, there, it's, it's so, it's so sad to hear the same story over and over of, like, you're sitting at a table and all the dudes at the table are trying to have sex with your character all night or, they make your character feel uncomfortable or they, you know, just do stuff that's just, why are we doing this? 
I, I just, you know, I love gaming. It's it's a big part of my life now. And it makes me sad that we have this, this gatekeeping shit. Because that's what it is. It, it's really and truly, and I'm sorry to, to use the language, folks, but it's, it's shit. I, I know we can do better. If somebody is new to a game, don't make them feel bad because they're learning to play. That is one of my big things that really makes me angry as a GM. I love running games for people who are completely new because seeing people experience any role-playing game for the first time, especially when it's your first time ever, it's, I think it's one of the, I think it's a, a true honor that for a GM and it's one of the most rewarding moments that you can have as a GM is to be like, this is your introduction to gaming. And I always, always take that moment very seriously. After Gen Con, uh, I sat down with Tina's family. And as I'm sitting with Tina, Jessica, who both are on the podcast, and uh, Tina's siblings, who have never played, uh, you know, this is their first time playing a game like this. And um, it, we, I did a Dragonlance game, and it was an amazingly fun time. And, you know, they're, they're, we made their characters, and one of them played a wizard, one of them played a, uh, you know, just a straight, like, spear fighter. And we had a blast. It was a fun night. And one really common thing I'll hear from players who are engaging in, you know, that first night of play is like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to ask so many questions, or, or oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hold things up. It's like, it's okay. You're learning. This is this is part of the experience. Is you're, you're learning to play the game. It's okay to ask questions. You don't have to be afraid to ask questions. You don't have to be afraid to, you know, take a second because you haven't memorized every spell in the universe. Matt Mercer, who runs arguably the biggest D&D-related media source out there, notice he has the player's handbook on the table and reaches for it because it's you're, you're not going to remember everything all the time. It, if you do, great. Maybe you don't need that source, but I don't think anyone's going to memorize everything about everything in any RPG system. I feel like we need to do better as GMs because... The thing of it is this. Players are players. You know, there's always going to be players who are jerks and want to say, like, well, you can't play because you're not like this. And it's like, no, that's not okay. When GMs hear that, they need to be like, you need to stop. That is not happening at this table. That is not happening in this space. This is a space for everyone. This is a safe place. Unless you are doing something that is upsetting another player or their behavior is in some way, you know, if you're being a racist, if you're being a sexist, if you're harassing someone, that is completely different. That's not acceptable behavior. If you're doing that stuff, no, you don't have a place here. You as a GM need to keep an eye on it because it is so subversive and it's so kind of like omnipresent through the hobby. And it's like, we, we can, we can stop this from happening. You know, it just, we, we can do better than we are currently doing. By far. If somebody wants to, you know, join your game and maybe your play style is different. Maybe they love mystery campaigns and you love hack and slash games. That's fine. You may not be compatible in terms of what you like. And that's okay. You might be like, yeah, puzzle games aren't really our thing. Um, my friend Jennifer runs this amazing, like, mystery-themed uh, kind of like D&D meets Scooby-Doo game that's really fun. 
it's a monthly game. You can go over and play in that if you if you're interested. I, I you know we can talk to her about a spot in that. But you know our game's more like hack and slash style. You know we 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 get in a lot of combat, and if that's not what you like, that's okay. You don't have to like every form of Evergar RPG. But gatekeeping is when you say, well, you're not a real gamer because you don't like to you know run. Every week we get in nothing but combat and, you know, you, you have to maximize your character. You're, you're a cleric. That means you have to be built this way. You have to function this way. If you want to make a character a certain way or you want to play, you know, my character is not, is a warrior, but they're, you know, not a good warrior. They're made to be kind of a, a crappy warrior and that's their story. Great. I would definitely have a conversation with the GM and the players to explain that just so everyone knows what's on the table before you, you you jump in. But, and as long as everyone's okay with it, that's fine. Don't say you have to make your character this way because you're this type of character. How many people, there are so many people out there who are like, oh, I don't like to play clerics or druids. And it's like, oh, why? It's like, cause I don't want to be the healer. And it's like, I, me personally, I like playing healers and keeping people alive and things like that. But, it drives me crazy because it's like, oh, well, you're the girl, so you have to play the cleric and you have to be the healer. Fuck that. If you want to play the war cleric who is, like, wrecking people's faces with magical weapons and, you know, have little to no healing, awesome. I am all about that. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing that. If you want to play the barbarian who is, you know, more focused on being very charismatic and a leader than tearing people in half with an axe? Fine. I'm all about your character. I'm all about, you know, I want people to have a good time. I want people to feel comfortable at the table. And I think gatekeeping is just one of these things that we as a community need to be aware of. If you see it, say something. If you see it going on, say something. Don't just be the person who sits at the table and lets it happen again and again and drive someone out of the hobby. Because the hobby is only going to continue to be popular and to produce things that we all can enjoy if if people keep enjoying it. And if we're saying, like, well, only these people can enjoy it, then, you know, we're, we're, we're cutting off a lot of... We're cutting off so many amazing people who bring so much to it. So... If you've ever, you know, felt like you, you've been, you know, gatekeeping has kept you out of the hobby, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. I hope that, you know, give it another try. If you, if, and you know what, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I run a monthly Patreon only game and it is, uh, set in our world of greater Ornell. If you feel like, you know, you had a bad experience with gatekeeping and it's kept you from enjoying the hobby, and you, you, you still want to try to play a game, shoot me an email or, you know, uh, send me a note on Twitter or, uh, I'm at Secution on Twitter for the record. That's S-A-K-U-T-I-A-N. And I will, of course, always, as always, post links and stuff. But if you feel like you've been kept out of the hobby because of gatekeeping, reach out to me. I'll get you a spot in one of our games. Uh, you don't have to back us on Patreon. I, I will, you know, I will make an exception for people because I want people to feel like they're welcomed in the hobby and I want people to have a good time and play. I don't want anyone to feel like you're 
less than a gamer or like you're not welcome because you are. You're welcome in the community. You're part of the community. And I'm sorry that this is not a, a super fun, happy podcast today. I just, I, I've, I'm sick of hearing this stuff. It really, it really bothers me. And it's just, especially with our group, because our group, more than half of our group is female. And the stories that they tell me, I'm just like, that is fucked up and wrong. And then you hear people saying like, well, this doesn't happen because I don't see it. And it's like, you choose not to see it. Or it's happening right around the corner from you and you choose not to look at it and address it and say like, hey, when that person came in today and they said, do you have any gaming dice? And they they, they bought a pink set and you were like, well, that's gay that you're a guy and you're buying pink dice. Someone needs to slap that person and be like, first of all, that's homophobic. Second of all, fuck you for being a gatekeeper. Third off, I'm sorry that happened to you. Hey, you want to like, you know, how about you come join our game? Screw that guy. He's a dick. We can do better. We need to do better in this regard. There are too many people telling the same story over and over. And our answer cannot be, it doesn't exist because I don't see it. Or that's just the way gamers are. That is not the way gamers are. That is the way assholes are. So again, I apologize for the language. Um, but... Yeah, if you feel like you've been kept out of gaming because of this, please reach out to me in one of the way. And if you check the description, I will post uh, links to my Twitter and you know the email for the podcast and everything. Find a way to get in touch with me. I'm I'm all over the internet. I'm on our Discord server quite a bit, and uh, we will get you a place at the table. And you know, hopefully, maybe you'll enjoy that. So we will figure something out for you. We will have some more fun stuff for everybody soon. Uh, we're going to be sitting down and recording a ton of sessions this coming weekend. Uh, unfortunately, things have been going on behind the scenes with people, and we just we haven't been able to sit down and really record any actual play for a while. But we're going to get back in, back into the swing here. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. I'm really looking forward to carrying on with our Wanted and RNL game and Lamplighters and uh, our Middle Earth campaign. They're all fun games and uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, Jade is going to be running a 7th C game, which I'm very excited about. She's really looking forward to doing that. And uh, there's there's a lot of fun stuff we're working on behind the scenes. And I appreciate people being patient and understanding, you know, this is, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I, you know, it takes me a long time to edit because I am a slow editor. So, uh, again, thank you for your patience, everybody, and we love you all for listening. Until next time, play more games and be safe, everybody. Bye! <laughs>